Hello, it's Jim, it's the World of Bonds. It's Tuesday the 14th of April 2020. And this morning, it's all about the astonishing moves that the Fed made uh, on Thursday last week before we went away for the bank holiday. First of all, where are we in markets? Well, bonds, government bonds are a little bit weaker um, after last night's close. So US Treasury 10-year at 75 basis points, Japan at zero, UK 30 basis points, and the Bund at 10 years is minus 34. But it's really credit where the action is. So investment grade uh, US dollar credit at 190. The wides we saw in March were 360 basis points. High yield, um, again, really the epicenter of what the Fed did on Thursday, 732 basis points, having been out uh, over a thousand basis points at its worst in March. So what happened? Well, basically, the Fed has thrown uh, over $2 trillion worth of firepower at buying credit and supporting credit markets. Um, in particular, they've said that if on March the 22nd this year you were investment grade, then as far as they are concerned, you'll always be investment grade um, when it comes to them buying direct bonds from the secondary market as part of their kind of QE of credit. So who does that impact? Well, it immediately impacts a, a name like Ford. Um, Ford got junked during March, um, but helpfully that deadline of the 22nd means that as far as the Fed's concerned, they regard Ford Motor Company as an investment grade credit. And so its long dated bonds uh, rallied about 20 points, uh, which in bond land is, is pretty spectacular. Its yield fell from around 9% down towards 5%. And we see the similar kind of trend across credit markets and particularly high yield markets. So not only are the Fed pretending that things that were junked recently remain in the high yield market but they've also said they'll be buying a relatively small number to start with of high yield ETFs so they'll be the first central bank to directly buy into the high yield market um, although I guess you could say that Japan has been buying high uh, sorry equity ETFs for for a long period of time and perhaps that's our future in western developed markets if we don't get out of this so in total this has resulted in big rallies in credit, both investment grade, especially in high yield though. And we've seen a recompression of that differential between investment grade and high yield. Because remember, everyone was panicking about the volume of fallen angels, that is investment grade companies that were at that triple B minus level that could fall into the world of junk and what would happen to them, who would be their buyer then. And now we've found out the answer to that. It will be the Fed, either through the ETF market or directly for companies that um, you know pretend that they're still investment grade under the Fed rules. So at its worst, we saw the differential between triple Bs and double Bs, that boundary between junk and investment grade. The spread got out to about 410 basis points. So you know, having followed years of compression, and that differential ceasing to matter very much, it widened dramatically when people started fearing the fallen angels. On Thursday, though, that spread collapsed by 60 basis points alone and had already been on a bit of a declining trend. So now we're at a differential of just 230 basis points um, between the two. All of this, um, and for those of you, I'm sure as many of you read Jim Reed of Deutsche Bank's morning note, um, is this the end of capitalism, effectively, is, is the question. Um, 
what happens to moral hazard here? Do, you know, all those companies that perhaps thought about desperately clinging on to an investment grade rating are now, well, it doesn't really matter, does it, any, anymore? You know, we can still borrow at cheap rates. The Fed will buy us if we get into difficulty. There are loads of other programs that we can call on if things get tough. And uh, Jim's point is that ever since LTCM um, collapsed, there have been bailouts of markets. Um, you know, we haven't allowed the wide scale liquidation that we perhaps once would have done that allows good companies to take over the remains of bad companies and excess capacity to be taken out of marketplaces. And in the end, we have zombie companies that um, are continuing to be unprofitable. Uh, yet can survive because interest rates are zero or because they're part of a bailout company, uh, bailout program. And perhaps this is one of the reasons to explain why productivity is so low in developed markets or, you know, hasn't risen as much as it did in the earlier era of um, the post-war period. So these are bigger questions. And as always, the cans have been kicked down the road. Um, We do have moral hazard, but I think a lot of people would question what else could we have done at a time like this when the global economy is closed down. But certainly um, there is that question that we could end up with zombies after this. The counterfactual will never know, of course, and we do have one period in history which in which we did have politicians saying liquidate labor liquidate farmers etc etc and that was during the or going into the great depression when u.s policymakers uh, introduced trade barriers and actively wanted companies to go bust in order to encourage the good ones to survive so we do kind of have a counterfactual and it didn't work out so well so i personally think what else could you have done at a time like this elsewhere to finish up uh, we don't have complete clarity really on the euro group's actions but we know they did something good on thursday Um, they are going to be using the European Stability Mechanism, the ESM, in order to fund some medical care. The EIB is going to be lending again more actively and there's an unemployment fund. Having said all of that, it doesn't look like this is a great outcome for Italy and it looks like um, if they do use the facilities available, um, they'll be out on a limb somewhat. So some political tensions around the use of the the, uh, agreed um, programs starting to re-emerge elsewhere elsewhere china's exports in march came down at minus seven percent nearly but that was compared to market expectation of minus 14 percent so a kind of glimmer of uh, of hope there anyway have a great week see ya